bravery is there in the way they play. And what about Peter O'Mahony? I just oh, thought a sensational performance. Yeah. Jack O'Donoghue and Hodnett, the three of them in the back row. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. I'm delighted to say that a man who was a head coach of Team Ireland in 2012 when Katie Taylor won gold and who has uh, watched on across this most extraordinary uh, decade of her career, gold in London, the low of Rio to the high now of Madison Square Garden in front of nearly 20,000 spectators and many, many more watching around the world. Billy Walsh is with us, head coach of Team USA. Billy, great to have you on. Thanks very much, Joe. It's a pleasure. She was there already, of course, but she has just further, I think, cemented her status amongst the highest, absolute highest echelon of Irish sports people. Without doubt, Joe, I think it's, you know, I think we're running out of superlatives to say about this lady. <laughs> um, again, she's she's brought the sport to a, a different height uh, with her performance on Saturday night. You know, um, it was it was uh, it was unbelievable. It was nerve wracking. Uh, it had all the all the thrills and all the excitement that you would want in a fight. But um, yeah, she has so much guts and courage and desire and passion to win uh, really came out in that fight and she needed all of it um, to be successful. Did you think she was going to win in advance? I did. I thought um, I knew Serrano was a puncher and physical, but boxing wise, you know, there isn't, Katie is the best in the world. Uh, Simple as that, as a boxer. Uh, Unfortunately, and she says it herself, uh, she likes to get into the trenches now and again and get into a little bit of a battle. And she did that a little bit too much around the fifth, fourth, fifth round, sixth round. Uh, she, yeah, which doesn't really suit her. When she got back to her boxing, uh, she was amazing after that fifth round when she was seemed to be in really in trouble and tired. Uh, when she came out in the next couple of rounds, she got up on her toes and completely outboxed the girl and just seemed to get a, re, a renewed energy and new freshness coming out for those last three, four rounds. When you were working very closely with her as an amateur did she have a tendency to involve herself in scraps then and, and stand toe to toe then as well has that always been there it's, it's always been a threat yeah fortunately or unfortunately um, <laughs> it's always been a threat you know her sparring partners in the high performance unit were, were some of the best males in the world which we're talking about Paddy Barnes and Michael Conlon and those sparring sessions were like world title fights. You know, as a coach sitting on the outside looking in, I, I it was a joy to watch those guys and gals uh, compete and train against with each other and make each other uh, the champions that they turned out to be. Um, and I've seen her at a world championships uh, in the Bahamas where she was, wasn't well that day. She had stomach trouble. She had a sore wrist, had, had taken diphene. She was fighting... Um, Queenie Underwood from the USA, who was a big physical girl, and she was being thrown around like a rag doll in the last round, and Katie had been thrown on the ground a few times. And 20 seconds ago, she was two points down. And she got herself up when, it, when all things seemed to be lost, and she had nothing left in her. When she found out, we told her she was two points down. In 20 seconds, she got up and exploded, and non-stop punching to the final bell, and won that fight and went on to win that world title as well. Mm. And when you might say to her, 
stop getting involved in scraps. Would she acknowledge, yeah, that's probably not the smartest thing uh, to do, but then couldn't help herself? Or would she almost say, you know, very consciously and, and, and deliberately, no, no, I like doing that. I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah, look, it's 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 more so since she become professional because in, in when she was fighting as an amateur, uh, she didn't go so much into it, only maybe in training and sparring okay. because of the three rounds and, you know, it was a short period of time. And obviously there was a plan in place against you know, some of the best girls in the world she was fighting. But there was always that occasion where she would try to get locked in and we'd have to pull her out of it and say, come on, get back to the, get back to the tactics, get back to your boxing and uh, what you're good at. Um, but that's in her, you know, it's probably without it, we probably wouldn't have Kelly Taylor, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that makes her special. It was uh, quite noteworthy that between rounds four and five, Serrano's coach, Maldonado, and at this stage, you know, Taylor had boxed very well the first three rounds and, you know, her <clears> superior <throat> boxing skills were on show and you thought, well, she's just going to outbox Serrano across the next six rounds. But between rounds four and five, Maldonado, her coach, said to her in the corner of Taylor, she's getting hit harder than she's ever been hit. Just a bit more pressure and you've got her. So that was their sense coming out in round five. And we saw just uh, the punishment that Katie Taylor was taking. In your experience, Billy, I don't know, is it conditioning? I don't know, is it mentality? I don't know, is it something more of the soul? But in your experience, what allows a boxer to come through a round five type situation the way Taylor did? Well, I think it's a combination of all of what you said. I think the piece, you know, the, the desire that she has to be the best in the world. I've never seen anybody. And I've trained quite a few uh, champions and Olympians and nobody I've ever seen that had the same desire as Kelly Taylor to be the best in the world and to be the champion and to win. And that is, that is definitely her ultimate ambition, never to lose um, and so that desire, you know, you can't buy it. You can't train it. And to go with it, then you've got the the perfectionist that doesn't leave any stone unturned to have herself prepared to the best of ability, you know, to be able to go into those trenches at that time. And I did think she looked tired. But after that next round, she got in. She just seemed refreshed and a whole new sense of energy. It came out, you know, and I think her belief, her belief in herself and her preparation um, definitely uh, stands to that. Because Ross Enemy, her coach, was saying to her after N5, you've just got to get back to the centre of the ring. That was his advice. You have to get back to the centre of the ring. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm not really going to hear the comment on what her coaches do. But for me, you know, Katie's ability in boxing or hand speed is the fastest in the world, male or female. Um, and that's what she's very good at. So for me, you know, Kelly should be fighting her fight <laughs> as much as she can and she would get less hardship. But if he felt at the time she needed to get back to the centre of the ring, well, that's all right. But the centre of the ring is where Serrano was and she wanted to fight. Uh, and for me, that wasn't the, cho- the best choice at that, that point in time. Mm. Uh, as you said, though, she wins the final three rounds because you, like, you'd be forgiven if someone pressed fo- pause during round five, you'd be forgiven for thinking, as you said, Taylor's tired and she's just going to be almost hanging on for the rest of this fight. So well, it's extraordinary the way she, she uh, won the last three rounds unanimously. Do you have any, uh, I'm not even sure what the correct uh, word is, I was going to say misgivings. Do you have any doubt over the uh, decision 
that Taylor absolutely uh, was the winner here? Oh no, absolutely she won. She won the fight. Yes, it was great, the close fight, uh, but there's no doubt that she won the fight. And she she outboxed her in the early rounds. She lost her way a bit, you know, four fifth round, and then won the last three or four rounds by all the judges. You know, that that there was no there's no doubt that she won the fight. Um, but it was just the excitement of it, and and it was close. You know, you go in around and it'd still be close, but she wouldn't. She was hitting her two three punches, moving. Serrano was landing one shot. Taylor was hitting two or three punches, moving. Serrano was hitting one shot. So, you know, overall, at the end of the day, you're supposed to whoever whoever hits the other person the most is the one that usually wins, mm. right? <laughs> it does help. <laughs> It was quite interesting. Uh, she uh, was on a podcast uh, in advance of this fight, an American podcast, and I'd missed this at the time. So she was saying that in the fights against Jennifer Han and the Sharapova fights, she was fighting with a torn calf. And this was maybe the reason her performances weren't as good. I think many of us looked on and wondered was just, uh, you know, time catching up with her. So apparently the calf was a bigger issue than we might have realised and and that was why it seems she wasn't sitting down between the early rounds either Yes she's had that injury for a while and she was carrying it through those fights and I suppose it's probably you know the problem with professional boxing you've you've booked the date you got TV you got the money coming in you got to turn up and perform right no matter what's wrong with you and, and sometimes to your own detriment and Unfortunately, she probably didn't perform to her best because she wasn't able to move to the same ability as she, what she's capable of or what she did on Saturday night. Um, you know, she was able to get back up on her toes and thankfully that calf uh, seems to have uh, been cleared up. So that all suggests that, uh, you know, she's not running out of road here. You know, she's more than ready for a rematch and I don't know what her plans are. Everybody, you know, the, the convenient thing to say is, well, she should just retire after the rematch and sail off into the sunset. But it does all suggest that it was an injury as opposed to time catching up on her. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I think for all of us, father time catches up eventually. But uh, at the moment, it, it didn't. But for me, you know, and thinking about Katie and, and obviously the long career that she's had, you know, she's been five times world champion, uh, which only happens every two years. So that's a 10-year period she dominated uh, amateur boxing. She was six times European champion, which is also a two-year period. And that was 12 years, you know. So she's dominated boxing for a long, long time. You know, she's been in boxing a long, long time. You know, and, and for a lot of us that... that we're close to her and, you know, had, had a small part to play in, in, in her career. We, we would all like to see her finish up pretty soon and uh, sail into the sunset and enjoy the fruit of, of what she's done and uh, live live a happy life after, you know, because it is a tough game. You know, there's lots of punches that you're taking and, you know, it isn't good for you. I don't know what people might say, but getting punched in the head isn't good for you. But do, I wanted to ask you, do you find it difficult to watch your fights now and watch her take punishment? Yeah, yeah, it is difficult. And I you know, can imagine how her family feels. <clears throat> it must be nerve-wracking completely for them. It is difficult. Obviously, you know, she's such an icon, such a beautiful lady and a beautiful person. <clears throat> and, you know, have shared some time and I, I was very fortunate at Christmas when I was home, she came down to Wexford and we, we spent a few hours together and just had a chat and a cup of tea and it was great just to spend time with her again. So she hasn't forgot her people and, and uh, 
She's very grounded and down to earth, but that's what I say. All of us would like to see her. <clears throat> now we'll move on at some stage, you know, pretty soon uh, to move on and enjoy her life and uh, enjoy the fruits of what she's she's earned as well. She's earned quite a substantial amount of money, so enjoy and have a good life uh, and take a rest from, from the sport, you know. Yeah, amazing. I think we'd all love to eavesdrop on that cup of coffee. So do you, do you reminisce about old fights and old times? Is that the gist of those get-togethers? Yeah, we had a good fun. Uh, yeah, Bridget, the mother, was with her as well. So we've known, obviously, for a long time. And yeah, we just had, a, as we say, we had a bit of crack talking about a few things and incidents that happened with a few of the lads and sparring sessions and all sorts of stuff. You know, it was good fun. Of her status, Billy, you're obviously head coach at Team USA. There must be fighters that you're working with that, well, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe they've all known about Taylor for a very long time and she's always had a huge status. But have you noticed maybe with uh, the publicity of this fight that almost uh, there's a newfound uh, respect or acknowledgement of where Taylor is in the game? Yeah, I just say the water, I suppose. And it, yeah, it is. And I think anybody who's been in my squad um, knows about Taylor because I'm always bragging about her. <laughs> I'm always giving him hell yeah, about her, about her, about which she was. So, um, and actually, two of the girls were were sparring partners for Katie. Uh, they live in Boston, um, which is not far from where she's based. And uh, she goes, she did go and spar with her at, at times when she's in camp, uh, when it suits. So there's there's quite a few obviously that know her. You know, I look at she'll have. I think this fight will then you know will bring her to a new level uh, of. Notoriety in the states, you know. I think she was going around Connecticut, nobody knew her. But I think her, her time going around Connecticut with nobody knowing her uh, probably changed after Saturday night. You said something earlier which caught, stuck in my mind, caught my ear. Did you say Taylor has the fastest hand speed, male or female, that you've come across? Yes, without doubt. Herself, I think Taylor was not a really good. Clarissa Shields is also is up there, but I think I think without doubt. Uh, Katie has, has has the greatest hand speed I've seen. Right. Is that just uh, God-given? Well, I, you know, I think we're born with, with a lot of things. And, <laughs> you know, she was born with that, I think. And obviously there was, there was nurture and uh, around it as well uh, throughout the years with her dad, Pete Trenger, and then obviously in the high-performance unit. And, but, you know, in general, you know, her speed is... Uh, is what what she was born with and uh, was a gift mm. well listen it's it's great to have you on the line has just about behaved um, I presume uh, watching that you're pretty nervous were you, was it like, did, you did you manage to enjoy a fight like that or is it uh, watching through your hands yeah a bit of both you know you're enjoying when she's boxing and she's winning easy and then you come to that round the fifth round or sixth round you're, you're at, you're, your head is in your hands and you're you're, you're screaming at the television and Keep your hands up and move and box and you know all the all the things you would do if you were in the corner, and um, yeah, and look, it was a relief at the end of it. To be honest, it was a relief to see her those last few rounds when she got back up, boxing again. I said, man, that was great, just because her my fear would be for her to to lose that, to lose her, her winning streak, you know, and, and all the years and as she's been the best in the world for for the best part of. 20 years, I suppose, um, to, to lose all that uh, in one fight, you know. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, for me, it would be 
for her to ride off in the sunset, being the champion that she is, she'd probably be the greatest uh, sports person in Irish history uh, if you look at her record. And I think um, she needs she needs to hold on to that because um, she's deserving of it. Well, listen, thank you so much for making time. Billy Walsh, lovely to have you on the show again. Take care. Thanks, Joe.